Okay, lovely people. Maybe you have a website, CV to update, cover letters to write, articles, research proposals to finish by simply can't keep up. Don't worry. My SKT podcast, Stroke Details of Our Services, is here to bring you that relief. You can choose to write for us as well. Simply go to myskatpodcast.com forward slash details of our services to find out more. Outlaw Podcast Show. If you find tremendous value in hearing the stories of others and listening to them, then this is the podcast for you. Let's grab a cup of coffee whilst we discuss about the things we need to make our communities and nations become what it should be. With your host, Tulasi Kwamitete. In our previous edition of The Outlaw, I spoke about how public service failure has had a negative impact on the citizens of each country, I mean an African country, and what I speak about is relatively felt everywhere, not just Africa alone. I'm sure it's very quite popular in some developed countries, but it is well covered as such. Sometimes for us in the wild, wild west, we wake up to each morning to either having an inspirational or worship song playing in the background whilst attending to our kids, our husbands, preparing for school and work. But we wake up to each morning feeling that all things will get better, isn't it? But it is just a pity that we do not actually take whatever we are entitled to. We dream of a good life, a good lifestyle. But what we get is very unpleasant. Taking a tour into the world of service delivery in Africa is very taunting to think about. We mostly believe in the things that are unseen than to believe in the things that are supposed to be seen. We believe that one day there shall be no more pain, no more bloodshed or no more bad services or even less stress. But I'm sorry to bust the bubbles. In today's episode of The Outlaw, I'm going to try to explain why such horrifying incidents happen. I mean, why does such incidents of public failure is most felt by the needy in the society, even though they pay heed to their civic responsibility? What are some of the reasons why these things happen and how best it can be resolved in the best way possible? I mean, in the best practical way possible. Therefore, Instead of looking at why grand projects fail or why public policies fail to deliver the importance of its establishment, I am keen to delve deeper into the operational failures, which is a real bother to me because, as I said in my part one of the public service failure, I do not think we need any more policies or laws to regulate our, our system, but we are lacking implementational power. I also agree that the policy regeneration might serve as a problem, even from the beginning, such as, I mean, wrong policy drafting, when the problem identified is misdefined, providing insufficient budget or even choosing the wrong solution. This whole idea of public service failure is very dicey because in the case of 
a private service failure. The consequences for both the public side and the private side are very different, such as in the public sector, these institutions are not left out of service or out of business. I mean, they can either be amalgamated or some part of its service portfolio can be transferred to another state organization under the same oak tree and still remain operational in a way. But unlike private ones, these benefits do not ascribe to them and they will be left at the mercy of these poor functioning public institutions to judge and define their fate. In 1976, Kaufman said in one of his articles, and I know it's a very long time, but his idea in potation here cannot be undermined. He made it clear to understand that state agencies can be abolished or their budget can be cut short, but still public agencies tend to survive than die off. Imagine cutting the budget off from a once vibrant private institution. It might as well be on life support because perhaps there are so many competitors out there rendering same or similar services. Its survival ratio to dying is relatively low. What I mean is there is a reason why the abolishment, termination or the close down of a public institution is rare. Not because the termination of a public institution will eventually lead to a halt in public service delivery, but it means existential trends do not hover over the heads of state agencies or state organizations as compared to their friends in the private sector. In the same way, though state heads may be disciplined by their superiors, it does not guarantee good public service at all. It must be well understood that market share is not their main primary concern because there is limited competitors in their game and therefore, come to think of it, these state agencies tend to have a monopolistic state of power and, and they tend to even perform much better when their client base is stringed. Let's say the problem they are created for to curtail has already been solved or they have simply succeeded in discouraging the public from needing their service. Either way, I think the fuel used to provide them with the logistics are involuntary when it comes from us the citizens, but when it comes to them providing us what we deserve, it's like that part is voluntary. I would like to make it a bit clear for you to have an imaginary explanation to this. So the right of every good and responsible civil servant is to pay their taxes, which is so involuntary. In fact, it is mandatory. But when it comes to the civil servants to be given proper health care or good power supply, that part of that part is kind of voluntary because if he or she wants the best health care or treatment and is very critical, he will might as well choose between a private clinic and or a public clinic. So then how does he reap the full benefit of his right as a citizen? There was a case in Ghana where the state failed to provide good and consistent power supply to the citizens. Most private businesses had to close down or lay off workers to cut down cost of operation, which rendered them inefficient in rendering their services to their customers. Eventually, some had to close their work stations indefinitely, putting pressure on the family and its dependents, especially when we all know that the dependency ratio in Africa is, high, is higher than any other continent I know of. Meanwhile, these occurrences could have been curtailed. It, it all happened because one state agency failed to provide good and optimal service delivery to its subscribers. 
Therefore, we cannot underestimate the use and power that a public service delivery has on the citizens. Having that in mind, now let's discuss some of the ideas I think can give rise to these failures. Okay, so um, okay, so first on my bill is failure by rigidity. Yes, in this case, it is where the policymakers know that there is a problem which needs to be resolved, but it seems like there is nothing to be done. It seems like there is not anything that they can do of these occurrences happen more when the policy is to render service to the citizens when these policies are not well thought through or are not well thought enough we realize that it is often faced with rigidity in the system that has already been structured well one can see this clearly when rules red tapes and rigidity by bureaucratic means slow down the effectiveness of state delivery when it comes to public service delivery in other aspects, rigid regulations and too much control makes it nearly impossible for there to be a good efficient service delivery. This simply means that public service will not at all times be able to respond to service failures. This is simply because of some legal mechanisms that serve as safeguards or this explains why they cannot single out an individual citizen to render special assistance help or meet preferential treatment hmm this got me thinking sometimes solving problems may also seem as mean or violating rules because they are seen as impossible this explains why service delivery in africa is a challenge it is not because these policies are wrong but the implementation channels are simply wrong or need to be revised again when a service delivery fails and there is a breach in the implementation process, the period that it is used to take to resolve that simply takes too long with so many inquiry committees created to look into such issues. Meanwhile, there is a state institution that are equipped and are meant to take care of such, in such incidences. Second on my bill is failure by ignorance. According to my sources, failure by ignorance means when the state fails to see the need for adaptation or reformational style with the current systems that are catching up. Well, this is so, so, so of Africa. We saw from a mile away that technology was catching up. I mean, it was changing the world. But yet we did nothing or we did little towards it. We are now so way back that we simply import simple machines from the Western world. We got the best brains, style, and resources in way abundance. Labor is not an issue. Land is not an issue. Minimum resources is certainly not an issue. Timber is not an issue. But what is the issue is that we cannot mobilize these resources to our advantage to make us the new Africa more competitive out there but as I said our leaders watched and filled with ignorance to let the most important thing skip us which is the level of expertise in our labor force so in the context of public service delivery users of these services perceive that there is a problem or there is a situation that needs to be addressed but the service providers do not see any problem or let me say they do not see a failure popping its head 
or a potential failure in the service delivery they render and hence they take no action towards that it's just a pity you know because those who use the service directly can tell how the service is being delivered and perceive a potential failure but as i said before these public service deliveries or providers seem to work well with a small customer base and tend to succeed in discouraging the populace in their service delivery this type of ignorance can be due to the fact that public service providers do not see market signals as important as they are they do not see actually what customers want and in turn because they do not see this it makes them feel in their operational duty okay so i call the next one failure by neglect in this case i think it is when policymakers lose or no longer have interest in the service they provide I think some of the reasons why public service providers or policymakers may lose interest is because perhaps the particular venture they've invested into to provide service for their people yields low profits and in their view instead of pumping money in there why wouldn't they use the money for something equally important but my question is do they even consider that at all do they the money into another venture that should yield a profit i mean do they even do that at all so when they lose interest it makes it very difficult for managers or sub employees in that venture to put in their best and therefore the ultimate results we see is policymakers or the government reducing their budget now they are left with very little to work with so they reduce labor they cut down major expenses and now their service delivery begins to deteriorate. I think I have a perfect case study for this. So it was reported on myjoyonline.com, which is a very credible news hub for me concerning news in Ghana, that over dozens of buses, I mean, it was, it is called Ayalolo buses, were acquired by the previous government, which is the Honorable President Mahama's government, and were even assigned special road routes to make them more effective in their operations. But all this came to a halt when the new government came into being. Look, I'm not being political and I'm not trying to be one-sided yet. My focus is on the service delivery. I mean, people really benefited. And I don't really know why it came to a halt. I'm yet to find out why. The service sector responsible for this is the transport ministry and i think this previous project was very helpful and very affordable it also even aided the less privileged i mean those who were visually impaired and they had something to do as in a profession a work to do i mean these buses aided them i mean it was a bit easy you know so one thing i like about these buses is that it gets there on time it leaves on time you arrive on time you arrive at your destination on time which i think is even necessary for development of the country but now these dozens of buses are made to go bad and rot at the mercy of the weather and no maintenance at all is being given to these buses this is a perfect public service delivery gone bad and i feel so terrible about it what hurts me most is these buses were either acquired by taxpayers' money or were acquired 
by loan from an external source it could be from china or, or world bank or anywhere but this loan would be paid back with taxpayers money so in either way the perfect transportational service delivery was aborted and i'm yet to find out why it's very pathetic so to conclude this part i am sure now we have a fair idea why these failures are eminent and very particular with africa i have explained failure by ignorance failure by neglect and failure by rigidity i have three more failures under my sleeves which i would love to talk about but for the sake of time i'll continue that in my next episode thank you so much for your attention thank you for listening to the outlaw podcast episode we hope you have been well informed let's try to challenge ourselves each day and we shall accomplish our purpose with one step at a time. Kindly follow our host, Salasi Kwame Tete on Facebook, Roland Tete 25 on Instagram, Roland Tete on Twitter, and subscribe to his channel on SoundCloud as Salasi Kwame Tete. Or simply download Castbox on your phone and subscribe to his channel so you don't miss out on any episode. Thank you. Hey, don't forget to visit our website, mysptpodcast.com. Subscribe, comment, and we shall be in touch. Thank you.